0: Hello, Ramina around. Hello, Will Stevenson. How are you?
1: I'm very well. How are you?
0: I'm brilliant. Are you going to the Edinburgh Festival this year?
1: Unfortunately, I'm not. Very sad about it. Are you going to the Edinburgh Fridge?
0: No, I'm not. But you know, if you were, is there any particular show that you go and see?
1: If I was going to the Edinburgh Fridge, I would definitely go and see Do You Remember the First Rhyme by Lisa O'Hare. Lisa O'Hare?
0: Why should I go see that?
1: You should listen to that because it's an inspiring tale about how you rediscover creativity later on in life. Wow
0: that sounds emotional
1: it is emotional it is also very funny and it's very inspiring as I said so anyone is going to the Edinburgh Fridge this year they should absolutely seek out Lisa O'Hare and do you remember the first rhyme and go and see that hmm. can you find her on Instagram you can find her on Instagram at the Lisa O'Hare I'll go and follow her that sounds great yes you should definitely go and do that right should we get on with the podcast let's get on with the podcast
0: lovely <laughs> morning good afternoon and good evening and welcome to the redraft podcast we are back every week doing that po- podcast poetry thing in your ears <laughs> and, we are here my name is Will Stevenson i'm joined by Romina and i'm fucking tired <laughs> <laughs> every week we're tired but we love it we love it hello hello listeners do you know what i don't even think i'm tired i think it's just hot in here
1: it is hot in
0: here we're in the three but and it, oh, it's warm I don't know how you st- exist in here all day. <laughs> yes,
1: it's I, melt. I think I melt a little bit every day. <laughs> we are in the lovely three guys today. It's a nice change. We've had a lovely in-chat yeah. meeting this week. Meeting, interview, chat. We've had a nice <laughs> in-person chat this week with...
0: The wonderful Lisa O'Hare. Now, Lisa is such a lovely person and they gave us so much of their time and i love their show uh we'll let them talk about it in the actual episode itself but if you are at edinburgh go and find lisa o'hare's show because it's brilliant
1: yes do you remember the first rhyme we have been lucky to see it have you seen it see i've us. seen it Sea Arts festival yeah. last year yes we saw it in the grounds of a castle and we can vouch that it is a great
0: show this so is, go is. and watch it if you are there what have you been up to this week, then, Romina? This
1: week, what have I been doing this week? It's only Tuesday. I've not done much. No, yet. <laughs> that's true. No,
0: but it's fake Tuesday because it's we, fake Tuesday.
1: Talking... yeah So, uh, we both of us went yes. on Sunday to watch hilarious oh, yeah. show, <laughs> Ilary Passeri. Passeri who we've had on the show to talk about uh, our show on awards. Um, And she did a show at uh, Gulliver's in Northern Quarter, Outside Inn. All about wanting to find your place, wanting to find your gang, your group of people. Um, And we are so glad that Ilaris found us in a way, aren't she? Because we're all friends and we love her. We love the show. She's going to bring it back when she does. Make sure you go watch that as well. Yep this is just a, a it's this, an, an advertisement for all of our <laughs> friends we are all very talented and you should all go and watch them
0: yeah. yeah it's a it really did make me laugh a lot that show and very well produced by michael as well and uh yeah, just a laugh a, a laugh a minute. That's yeah, very, oh,
1: absolutely, absolutely. I think me and you were in the back uh, laughing, <laughs> a barrel of laughs, with the two of us absolutely. were, weren't we? But yeah, no, I agree. Very well directed, ve- very well written and edited together. I particularly love the fact that she changes outfits while she's telling the story and really immerses you in the different parts of her life. Really, really good stuff.
0: Now, Vitally, uh, before we let you get on to the interview with uh, Lisa, tomorrow, Thursday the 3rd of August, we have got a live show with All New Poetry from myself, All New Poetry from Romina, and half an hour of amazing stand-up from Adam Evans, just before he jets off himself to Edinburgh. Uh, he's just recently got four stars for his Crisp Review show at the Manchester Fringe. Uh, he's a brilliant comedian, he's a brilliant performer, and he's actually a very, very good poet as well. He used to host for both. Host for both. Uh... Come and check it out. We are dying to see you and we can't wait to share with you what we've been working very, very hard on. Um, yeah, anything to add? Just please come.
1: (laughs) Please come. We've been working hard. We've been writing and we would love to have you there and share it all with you.
0: And of course, after all that, we'll be sitting down and having a little chat with Adam about process and about artistic, uh, inspiration, where it strikes, how you edit a comedy set and all of this good stuff.
1: Absolutely. But for now, mm. let's strap in and have a nice chat with Lisa O'Hare, a.k.a. the Community Poetry Officer. Okay, so we are in the Three Guys <laughs> Uh with an in-face episode this week yes. with the lovely, lovely Lisa. I think that's <laughs> your nickname, lovely Lisa. Lisa O'Hare. Uh, the mother of poetry, Hello. as I've heard you described by someone, <laughs> but I'll yeah, take I'll take that for you. Um, so, how are you? how are you? Are you happy
2: to be here? I'm great, yeah. I'd yeah. love it, just so it <laughs> No, I'm not. really not. No,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> 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 nah.
2: Yeah,
3: lovely, lovely <laughs> Lisa,
2: the mother of poetry
1: goes nap. Well, we're very happy to have you. Uh, we've been wanting to for a while and we think this is the best time just before you head off to Edinburgh with Ooh. your whole team your whole entourage behind you <laughs> which we'll get to. <laughs>
3: um, My but big anyway entourage.
1: in the podcast we always go right <laughs> to the beginning so we'd love you to tell us a little bit about
2: where you grew up what that was like for you. Okay. Yeah I like that bit um, because I like starting at the start. Yes. So yeah I um, grew up um, just outside Wrexham um, and my parents were teachers, so um, my mum was a primary school teacher and she loved teaching me to read and I loved reading. <laughs> so she would give that's me um, books um, and we do like spelling tests together. So it's kind of an early love for words came from m- my mum. Um, and yeah, um, so that's kind of always been in me, but I've, I've lost it a few times along the way yes yeah (laughs) um
1: so i will assume then that by the time you get to high school and you've been taught literature and poetry and stuff like that you're engaging with it very much at that time
2: kind of but um that's when it gets boring yes (laughs) um so so all the stuff that um you would get um when you were little it would just be just purely for the joy of reading there were obviously the ones that you'd have to in primary school you'd have to get through the levels of books you Go, I'm on the red book I'm on the blue book or whatever Mm -hmm. that was um but when you get to secondary school you had more um set texts um and it took the joy out of it a lot more and I, I do remember one um instance in um maybe my first year at secondary school we were allowed to bring in books that we'd read for fun and i think i'd re- uh, read a book about there were two twins what were they called the sweet valley high twins it's one of those books and that we were talking about um kind of different genres of books like uh, mystery and romance and intrigue and i i put my hand up and said I've got I'm reading a book that's just like that <laughs> um, and I said I was re- reading a sweet valley high book and then everybody laughed at me I was like you've not I was just thinking that you've not read it but it really it <laughs> yeah. really did what take, are you reading yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly what you read. I put my yeah. hand up and said I'm reading something and now you're all laughing at me yeah um yeah it wasn't a very cool book that's for sure uh but um I, re- I do remember that as a admitting to what I was reading at that time and being laughed at but then, in terms of what was being taught, uh, particularly as I got up to A-levels and GCSE, some of it I loved, like To Kill a Mockingbird, absolutely loved, Seamus Heaney loved that stuff. But something like Chaucer, no. I had no, no head space for it. Shakespeare I found, dif- depending on what it was, inaccessible to just about palatable. Um, but actually seeing it come to life it, as a theatre show, absolutely I can get my head around theatre and how things are delivered makes a huge difference but um, Mm. if it's just on the page without that awareness of stuff I also found things like um, we were were given Sylvia Plath yeah uh, before we maybe well certainly I was emotionally capable of understanding all of the things that were in there um, and being taught very heavy subjects um, through the medium of literature so it's good to be taught something about those subjects, but also, I may, I may not have been ready for some of those subjects, and uh, and have the understanding of what what they were trying to convey at that at the ages I was. Nothing
3: heavy for high school.
2: Right. Do you, do you, no, yeah.
0: no, and I, I probably wouldn't either. I don't think.
2: Yeah. Unless yeah. it was
0: with a very specific like extra reading group. What? Do you remember what age you were?
2: That would be at A yeah. level. A level.
0: Yeah, okay. So okay. did, you, I did oh, A I levels and a little.
2: I did, I did literature at yeah. A level. Yeah. 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 So.
1: I completely agree with the whole Shakespeare thing. Like, mm. I remember the only literature other than Half Cast, what we spoke about mm. already, being in the, the poem that, the only poem that I remember being taught in school. But the only literature I remember is Shakespeare, mm. Romeo and Juliet, Macbeth. Did not engage with it whatsoever, but I have seen it in theatre. Mm. A lot later like in, on uni trips for instance where I've completely engaged with it yeah. but it's been modernized obviously you know yeah. but it's completely a different experience I don't think I could pick up Shakespeare and read it even now
0: yeah it's not it's not the purpose of it is it I agree that I think it's really weird when people do that because it's not you you wouldn't sit down and read the dictionary front yeah. to back which is essentially the same thing as what Eminem
3: places.
0: does that it is meant to be performed, you know, live, in front yeah. of you. That's part of what the joy of it is. And it took me a long time to get around to Shakespeare, but I really love it now. I love teaching it.
3: Yeah. And I
0: love the different ways into it. Like Recently I read a thing in preparation of sort of looking at teaching it this way, at some point, of reading Romeo and Juliet as a study on, like, different forms of masculinity and toxic masculinity. And I was like, wow, that was amazing, because you can look at it in all these different ways, but it at that point it depends on how good your teacher is or how passionate they are as well, yeah. right? Did yeah. you have a passionate English teacher? Oh, yeah, it?
2: yeah. So, so I've I'm still in touch with one of my A level English teachers, oh, well. and she, she's in, incredible. Um, and I got a, a lot out of her lessons. I got a lot out of all of the lessons. It was me. I, I, I kind of yeah, it was a subject I loved I enough to choose to do it at A level. Um, and I did I did well in that A level as well. So. And that was because I was taught well by people who did love the subjects. It's just, you know, they've got, they've got to get us through the syllabus. So that's not the same as teaching a, a, a pure love of, of, of reading and, and literature. Um, but yeah, it's always something I've loved. So that, that, going back to Shakespeare and seeing it performed live, that that did change how I was then able to relate back to it. I remember doing Death of a Salesman, now we're talking, that had gone out of my head, but I remember that. And then that's taken me back to all of these other kind of um, shows and plays that my, my mum used to take me to. So we'd see um, Brian, Brian Friel plays at, at, at Liverpool Royal Court, we'd go see that. So, yeah, I've been really lucky um, as a, a youth and a child to see all of these really great plays acted out and then that does help you reading different forms of literature but um that genuine just doing it for the pure joy of it has changed throughout different parts of my life yeah
1: so when so after school then did you you went on to college you did A level yeah. so you're still very much into reading were you writing then uh
2: probably probably not no no because no, I was just such um like a study freak right. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> yeah. no, i just want to pass all no, my exams well. <laughs> yeah i had to pass all my exams so like i'd left no more space for you know proper enjoyment so my um my creative um outlet and would have been more listening to music and going to concerts and going to the theater that type of thing rather than sitting and reading more, Yeah, yeah. Um, I read a lot to just get through all my A-levels. I chose, what did I choose? I did English Literature, History and Politics. Oh, so that's wow. a lot of reading, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to do any more reading yeah. in my spare time, probably, at that time.
1: Yeah, and I'd say with Literature, you probably had to do a lot of the classics or, like, big, yes. dense texts. Yes,
2: yeah. yeah. Oh, I love Wuthering Heights as well, so I Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Really yeah.
0: Oh, so we yeah. had Wuthering Heights, we had Death of a Salesman, yeah. that's what you did Miller. yeah?
2: Yeah.
0: And you were talking about Plath earlier. Yeah. Is that the big three And
2: in... I think so, Because yeah. you do one,
0: I imagine it's the same. Yeah, the and there's Chaucer old... it was yeah. in my A-levels as well. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's old English. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: It's fascinating the way that that's basically exactly the same <laughs> as what you do now, if you're going to start an English literature Yeah, A-level.
2: that's a long time ago. Same,
0: so, yeah. same authors.
2: That's
1: crazy.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. insane, you still, you still surely. That, like, yeah.
1: You would definitely... Still you should definitely also. do classics, but I would expect it to have changed... Some years yeah. down the line, yeah. but it Maybe hasn't. That's three
0: decades
1: on. Yeah. They took us to watch an Arthur Miller play, actually. I can't remember what it was called. There's
0: one of uh, the arts can see
1: Yeah, our, our uh, theatre professor, one of the theatre professors at uni uh, directed it, and they always said that if you shook hands with him, David Tucker, if you, if you shake hands with him, you're like five handshakes away from Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> because <laughs> he, he actually worked with Arthur Miller and right. they were married and... Whatever, yeah. whatever. But um, other question is up my head. Always happens. Uh Can't read your mind. We can make a oh, no, conversation. He'll
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. come back.
0: back.
1: Yeah, well, I'll jump <laughs> in. Yeah, so it. all of that
2: studying,
0: you're doing pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. Do you,
2: would, would it leave on to like university? What was next? So university was history. Yeah, yeah I did that at Liverpool University. Um, again, uh, a lot of reading, and I probably uh, wasn't writing even then. Um, I did join the Drama Society, um, and I, I cover that in uh, the show that I'm doing in Edinburgh. Um, and again, I thought that was where I was going to then embark on this, create. You really use my creative outlet, but unfortunately it didn't work out. That that way, there was like a really, like a a, a creepy guy in 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 the group, um, and it just kind of put me off. There was, there was nothing drastic happened, but it was it was just all I always felt uncomfortable, and I would I just um, got through the show. Um, I was cast in my first semester at university, so I was all, I was really made up with that, um, but then. Yeah, I just didn't like being around that particular one person. I didn't go to the the closing show, the closing party after the show, or anything because I just there's something about him that made me feel uncomfortable. And then that's when I just stopped doing oh. everything. Oh, really? So all of that. So I was always in, like doing drama at uni, at school, and I'd um, yeah, I'd done different um, like little competitions of. Drama and okay. learning stuff for that. Um, and I've got, yeah, it's all coming back to me now I'm talking to you. I've got <laughs> way more in my history than I realise. Um, I did a diploma in speech and drama oh. um, as, alongside my A levels. Okay. Um, but again, that was um, that was something I really wanted to keep on using, and, and, and I hope to do that at the Drama Society yeah. at university. But yeah, it, it, it wasn't to be. Oh, no. So yeah, that's that's when I just decided I'm not gonna hang around in those circles anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Strange. I had a similar experience myself in uni, but it didn't put me off quite as much. But uh, but yeah, I I also had like a what I found to be oh sorry to be a bit of a creepy like fiction lecturer that just put me off put me off the lectures and reading altogether. And I remember what I was gonna say it wasn't really a question; it was more of a comment. But the first book, they tell you uni they ask you first day, are you a reader? Do you read mm. because to be a writer you need to read, blah blah blah, which I yep. completely agree. Um but at the time I hadn't read for years. I mean the last thing I probably read, sat through and read back to back was Harry Potter back when I was yeah. an early teen. Um and the first book they give you is The Odyssey. <laughs> oh wow. Which is like wow. <laughs> Which is like I mean I love Greek myth, I really do. Like and I really got into it when I first when I started to understand it all and and analyse it all and stuff. But it's a dense book to read for yeah. your first,
3: you like, assessment
1: fire, at uni yeah. is, like, the Odyssey. It's like, maybe if you started with something a little bit lighter, people <laughs> yeah. would be more perceptive to it. Yeah. Because I remember a lot of people like, nope, not for me. I, there was even students that moved to just English, because that was the creative writing module, the right. one with the Odyssey. They moved just to English because they thought, oh, no, I can't do this.
0: Maybe that's why they did it, though. They were like, we only want people to Yeah, we, we want challenge. to be... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah. Sorting of yeah. Maybe. Yeah. some kind. I'm
1: saying that now, but I am I am glad that I got into it because I've read so many books on Greek myth after that yeah, that, yeah. like, modern retail retakes yeah. or whatever. Um, but it is interesting. It's, like, so dense. It, it, does, it, work, it, does, work, it does, does work. but it is, it is scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but, like, you had a bit of uh, had a... Bit of a uh, crappy experience with one of the lecturers um and he did put me off he put me off and he had a, he had a really interesting module that was writers on writing so it, it was all about writers who kind of teach the practice so you've got yeah. margaret atwood who does a, a book on writing Zadie smith all these amazing people but um the guy was just a bit of a sexist to be honest and he spent mm. the first lecture in Zadie Smith, who is one of the greats of our time, yeah. who is writing right now. Yeah. Um. And yeah, he just put me off, and it's it's a bit a bit rubbish yeah, when that I was, happens, yeah. isn't it? I was because, young as well, so I didn't. Have yeah, a, I didn't
2: have a tough shell yeah. on me. I don't see why I should. Yeah, have to, same. My eye was just a bit yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that you said that you don't you didn't have the language to like call
0: out or to to even know, but you still. It's I just heartbreaking, isn't it, that it, yeah. you were aware
2: of? I was aware of it, and yeah. I remember it now. So that's, like, again, a, a long time. Yeah. Um, he's got a poem now. Uh, <laughs> he's, got a poem. <laughs> he's got a poem? He's got a poem. He's got a poem. yeah. Oh, amazing. Because, um, yeah, it kind of, it's, it's kind of... Um, it's part of the story of how of I drop it part. down. Yeah. Right. And just think, okay, well, that crowd's not actually for me.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm going to just study yeah and
0: that is I was going to say is, was <laughs> that what you were like at uni still like yeah. a bookworm, still all this yeah so on. I just
2: went into my studies and yeah. music and uh going to gigs and they they were my two worlds really it's kind of studying yeah. and listening to music as, as the outlet
0: quite a big change as well from like a town near Wrexham small to like the, the heart and soul of a big uni city yeah what was that experience like so
2: Liverpool is a it was a great city, again, I went, it was mid-90s, so uh, Queen was just open, like it was, at, it, it was the nightclub of the world. It was one of yes. the super clubs the as they were be. known at the time. <laughs> um, and that was that was so good to, to go to places like that. I never felt like cool enough to be there, but I'd go on student nights, and if the Chemical Brothers or someone big was playing, I'd get there and like feel like I was like, with the cool kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had really good times there. Um, and again it was kind of Britpop was a, a breaking around that time and all these lovely indie clubs and bands playing all the time and there were always bands um coming to a little club outside Wrexham called the Tiv. um every Wednesday night I've got I've got a poem about that as well now which I, 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 I never <laughs> dreamt I'd write a poem about the Tiv. but it was a it was a, a nightclub where it was like the NME pages had come to life in this little (laughs) tiny village outside Wrexham. You'd have um, like Catatonia, Super Furry Animals, Stereophonics, all all the Welsh ones would obviously come. Then you'd have Shed Seven, you'd have Dodger, you'd have Cash. you'd have the Lightning Seeds. you'd have the Charlatans, just all of the, it was literally the the pages of the NME coming to life every Wednesday. It was just, I I still can't believe that that was happening
0: in that, uh, I, yeah, yeah. But I
2: didn't really have to go to it, Liverpool or Manchester yeah, yeah, yeah. for that. Well, it was;
0: it was perfect time, right? Yeah. That Welsh first sort of wave of that indie renaissance thing yeah. that was happening in Wales at the time—it it felt like a very creative place.
2: Yeah, and there was some studios just outside yeah. Wrexham, so they had a good connection with um, some venues around Wrexham, and all of these bands would play there just before they went to Liverpool or Manchester. I mean,
0: what a up show, just for you. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah. Yeah, so we saw the the Seahorses, uh, John Squire's Mm. reiteration. We saw their first ever gig. We went to see somebody called, I can't remember what it's called, the Dandelions or something like that. They they weren't a real band, Mm. (laughs) Um, but we went to, because we always paid our, like, five or three quid to get in every every Wednesday and then as soon as we got in there there were all there's all these like whispers going around I think John Squire's here John Squire's here, like, no John, Squire's here. John Squire's here John Squire's here and then when John Squire came on John Squire's here <laughs> <laughs> and I, I even wrote a letter to my uh, cousin in Northern Ireland at the time and she kept it It was like two a A4 pages long of me just going oh my god Transquire was John's there. John was <laughs> in this <laughs> village. It was <laughs> in our village, wow. Because um, back where she lived, the band Ash, they were just... Oh, up, yeah. And, like, nothing had ever happened of that kind of nature where my cousins were from either. So it was, it was a really exciting time. But, yeah, I, I wasn't being creative. I was just being this big sponge of consuming culture. Consuming it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. good yeah, it was good,
0: good no, right, around, the same, oh, no, around the same time... <laughs> Obviously, we know you now as a football fan. Have yes. you always been a football fan? Has it been a big part of childhood growing up? Or? So,
2: I have I have been to Wrexham a lot. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely got there before Ryan Reynolds had uh, <laughs> ever been to the race course. And... Um, but yeah, I wasn't going week in, week out. You had you had to you have to be really hardcore to be going there week in, week out. But I went to a couple of FA Cup matches when they were on, or sometimes go with my dad and my brother. I've got um, a really distinct memory around the time of the BSE crisis. You, I don't even know if you're around, but basically all the cows are infected with this thing called BSE, okay. and they all had to be killed. Um, Is and that where the so mad cow disease, that's right, it, yeah, they are telling us it's fine, fine <laughs> yeah. to eat beef, but okay. it, wasn't it wasn't fine to eat beef, so it's kind of on this cusp of that story all breaking, and in Wrexham they, they were selling burgers obviously at half time, and there's a sign up saying, <laughs> 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 just in on paper, just saying, our burgers have never contained beef. <laughs> <laughs> and still to this day, I'm like, well, what was in there yeah. that's not reassured me in the way I think you thought it might. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> hmm. what, what is, oh it might have been pies even. It was oh like, yeah. What, what is in them? <laughs> kept me awake. Really that's kept me awake <laughs> for again another good thirty years going, What is in those pies? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, been there before, um, yeah, that that won't happen now. Now new management's in. But um <laughs> and then I went through a big, big phase of really, really loving Manchester United because of oh. Eric Cantona Oh. oh, okay, was it? Yeah, so my dad took me up to... Because he was a Man United fan because of George Best, and um, he he it was, like, w- willing one of us to be a Man United fan so my brother <laughs> chose Liverpool because Ian Rush was the bee's knees in the 80s, especially around Wrexham. So um, when Eric Cantona came on the scene, my dad was taking us up to see the... Um, like David Beckham, when they were playing on the reserve team, saying, you should come and see these lads. They're going to be the next big thing. And like, oh, wow. whatever, Dad, I don't care. And I saw it at Carrington. I'm like, oh, Dad, I really care. Let's go all the time. <laughs> 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 uh, and, yeah, so I yeah, went through a huge phase of loving Man United. To the point where, at my f- very first job, when Man United won the treble, <laughs> 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 I went into work a very corporate office in my in my uh, Man United top, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, and, and I got told to go home and change. Oh, back. yeah, <laughs> there was, there was uh, cit- City fans in oh, no. the office oh, weren't were oh, oh, bosses, so <laughs> <laughs> <The> bosses. yeah, <laughs> brilliant. So that was uh, but yeah, so. <laughs> And then when Eric Cantonal stopped playing, yeah, I realized it wasn't as you know I wasn't as dedicated Not to United, United as, as you were. As was. Um, but also, I kind of class myself a bit like maybe <laughs> a bit like Eric Cantona because he's got two halves to his life and i am now got my, and he's a poet. He's a poet, yeah, and so, I used to
1: love him and she said that to me before, he, Eric Cantona was a poet, yeah. yeah. He's a poet, yeah. He's yeah. a poet
2: and yeah. he's an artist, and he's an actor and he's a singer now, apparently. Yeah, apparently so, so got an yeah. album
0: oh let's
2: get him on a pod him, <laughs> he's coming to Manchester in October get him on let's send him a message <laughs> but don't tell me because I will be an embarrassment but um, yeah so yeah that's where yeah the football has been there but um, and yeah the renaissance of Wrexham through Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney is phenomenal and very exciting mm. yeah. yeah very exciting
1: yeah I keep seeing uh, Ryan everywhere in the UK <laughs> sat down with Rishi last week about, to talk about Wales Z- yeah, z- yeah. z- 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 I have yeah. no idea but it's I don't, I don't know exactly what no, was yeah, z- in those parts but,
3: but it is it's
1: tied with Rishi in the, in the big office yeah yeah, yeah. yeah this caption starts while Deadpool, Deadpool is on pause, I've gone and met with your Prime Minister to talk about Wales, i was like okay cool um, yeah <laughs>
2: Random, as, long as, as long as somebody ends up end in Wrexham it's a, a good mission <laughs> I love it <laughs>
1: Right, so um, <laughs> let's talk about then how you found poetry again. Then after putting it down that first time, is yeah. it is
2: that then after your forties, or have you picked it up halfway through? No, at some it's, point? It's been, so. As I've said, I, my I just I threw myself into basically work. Yeah, and that kept on going all the way through my twenties, all the way through my thirties. Um, kind of the only creative outlets I've had then was I was parts of uh, show choirs which were always good fun um but i didn't find them till my 30s and then i did um some ushering at shows for what is now home theater when it was the manchester library theater oh so i was on the outskirts looking in a bit closer and i was like and i um i'd go to the fringe festivals and go to lots of comedy and Theatre, and I'd still consume so much throughout my twenties and thirties, um, but I wasn't doing anything. um I wasn't writing secretly. I've checked. I was like, have I been <laughs> so doing it? Yeah, I checked. Sure. But no, I. Um, I was like looking at my diaries. Like, did I didn't write anything. Any inspiration? No, it was. No. No, can that
0: rhyme? Can I say that? Rhyme? No, that's all very functional
2: di- diary stuff. But that that makes sense because I I, ri- I literally did not go home. I'd work from. I'd work too too much, I'd, I wouldn't go home. Yeah. So it, it makes complete sense that I don't have any secret writing no from books. those times. <laughs> yeah.
0: what? what do you think <laughs> it was that drove you to work
2: so hard at the time? Oh, that, that's probably a whole uh, therapy session, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> 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 Which I won't offload on you, because you don't deserve it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it is kind of... Um, I'll... I'll I'm not really too sure. I kind of t- tried to explore it a little bit in my show, but mm. kind of without going too deep on myself because um, I don't, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you know, I just found my outlet, but I'm not quite sure why or what I'm going to do with it. Um, but yeah, I definitely did. Some, there's something about um, the cultures that I was working in um, as well um, There's a, that yeah. was rubbing off on me and e- easily influenced and un- um, like saying yes and not saying no that there's all of that's in there i'm um, sure sh- I'm, I'm nodding my head
1: because i'm relating to it <laughs> not because i'm like yes yeah. you, are very, you are very no it's it's because i'm i agree like working in the chef industry like yeah i was at points working like 18 hour days yeah for like six months
2: yeah and
1: it just drove myself down but it was because of that again i'm very like very uh at the time was very impressionable and just wanted to like I wanted the chefs to like like me and I wanted to climb yeah. up. And so I'd just be like, yes, I'll come in at nine o'clock and go yeah. on at 12 o'clock or one o'clock at night. That's no problem at all. Um, but it's also that industry is so toxic, which I can imagine that the corporate industry is similar to that. Yeah, and... there's
2: a, it's an up and out kind of environments that yeah. I've worked in. Um, and when you're younger, you don't know what you want. So you think, oh, I'll just go up. <laughs> I'll just keep trying to do what everybody else is doing. Um, so, yeah, why why I've come back to where I am now, um, which is where the question started, was it in my 40s? Yes, it was. Um, there was another redundancy program at where I worked at the time, um, and they came around every about three years or so. And I um, I went home and I did a pros and cons list of like, do I stay and do the same job with less of a team, with less resource, for no more money, that means more work. I'm already working pretty hard. I've established that. <laughs> um, do I want to keep doing that, um, or or do I want a, a bigger job, which means even more work? And I've established I've not got much more to give of myself to, to to work. Or the other option was take take the money and run and work out what to do next, which is which is where I ended up, and that was quite a surprise to me at the time. Um, and it was definitely a surprise to the place that I worked. I don't think they thought uh, that was a choice that was even going to be in my head. But um yeah for for various reasons it was it was I thought no life's life's going to pass me by if I don't do something different. Um and I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was going to be poetry. I didn't know. I just knew I wasn't going to work um as I didn't want to work 12-hour days in an office for the rest of my Foreseeable future, I wanted to take a break and work out how to, you know, maybe just work part time would have been enough. But Mm -hmm. um, then I thought, well, no, don't just throw yourself back in to doing something that could be exactly the same. Take your time. Don't be talked into anything by people like recruitment consultants or your peers. Just take your time away from it all um, and work out what I wanted. And uh, yeah, I came up with some really surprising things because I just listened to my guts for a change instead of just listening to. The logic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, so we, we, we're doing this at quite a sound this time, aren't we? Because that is that just over four years ago? Though? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then so was it quite a quick turnaround before you found the boss Yeah. And did
2: your first yeah. life? So that would have been, I left my job in the January, uh, no, like late January. So I had like a couple of weeks doing... Not much at all. Just like working out what to do, uh, I start and then I started to kind of use Google to find th- things to do. I used um, I used it to like work volunteer, volunteer with Oxfam, volunteer with Oxfam at Glastonbury. I did that. That was good. I wanted to do. I I knew I liked art, because um, I did art GCSE, and I, that is something I had always done. I had always doodled. Um, I signed myself up for an art class at the local community centre and I I went there every Monday while I was working out what to do at nine o'clock every Monday for six months with me and a bunch of retired people. That was (laughs) brilliant. I mean it's the best start to a week I've had in my life Um, and then the other thing I googled was um, how do I put on a fringe show and I didn't it just came from my gut and I, I, t- I go through this in, in the show in a bit of detail um, at, and um, I didn't tell anybody that that was ever something I'd wanted to do ever um, or that was even a thought in my head and I didn't tell anyone I was thinking about applying I just applied before anybody could go what why because <laughs> I didn't know why particularly I just th- yeah. my gut was saying mm, you know do something exciting you're not going to jump out of a plane i'm not going to do a marathon that's not my <laughs> kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is yeah. my thing that yeah. my adrenaline fear feel the fear and do it anyway thing um and and that's how i ended up finding open mic and that led me to poetry because i kind of i'd go to open mic and i told that story at verbose of the pies in wrexham i, I read it as a, as a piece um i read another piece about a a teacher talking to me about stars in the context of a Shakespeare thing um, and and really terrifying me about the size of the universe (laughs) uh, which is a thought I'd always had as a child because I was like uh, they taught us about stars at school and I was like and we didn't have Google and we didn't have you know the encyclopedia didn't tell you enough about the (laughs) universe Um, and I had all these big existential thoughts once I was told about the we're just how small the, we are yeah and i told a story about that at verbose at um, and then eventually i've turned some of those stories into poems and poems have started to become my favorite thing to write and perform and then that's that's led me into this world where i'm, I'm mainly writing poems yeah
1: did you have a show written when you applied that first no. time no <laughs> that's amazing i love that yeah that's that's ballsy i, I told
2: them i had <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wrote my show will be called fly because i thought it's like i'm flying i'm taking a leap and then i, I just wrote a whole load of little kind of sketches there weren't poems in it there's, there's kind of a bit where i pretend to be a really um a big caricature of a bad poet mm-hmm. um that's um who talks about, oh, I wish I could fly away and just be. um, (laughs) 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 So there was that bit. And then I did a bit about uh, pretending to do a TED talk um, about, you know, dreams and, you know, making your dreams come true. Uh, Being an MP, just talking drivel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So just all of these things. And the the kind of premise around that show was I was on a conference call at work uh, that I didn't need to be on. Um, And it was Friday, five o'clock, and I was was about to head off on a holiday. Again, tenuous link to my title, fly. Um, And I just was waiting this call out. um, And whilst I wasn't really engaged in the call, I would just have all these flights of fancy and daydream of all the better things I could be doing with my time.
1: That's great.
3: That's yeah, great. 10 back,
2: yeah. I that. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That was like, that's <laughs> that's that's that. And it's fun. It is yeah, fun. I um, and I did sell that out more, more out of curiosity for people who knew me at the time, just go, what the hell is she doing? And it was lovely. So when I did that, I felt and I did get some strangers coming in and taking a punt as well. So that was lovely. Um and yeah, I remember doing that show and that was 2019 Fringe, just, and I, I felt just, I felt the most myself. I'd felt my whole adult life, genuinely. I was like, this is great. And like my brother was there and my family, were like, you just look so relaxed doing that. And I'm like, well, I'm having fun. I'm just genuinely having fun at last. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> why I like fun. Um, so yeah, it was, um, yeah, it's a great thing to do. Wow. Yeah.
1: So it was reborn then the first open mic that you have ever experienced.
2: It was the second. The, the second. first one I went to it was I went to um, one that was called Monologue Mondays, and it was for actors and script writers at the Eagle in S- in Salford. I had no reason to be there. I had no idea what I was doing. I just found an open mic online, um, and they were lovely. I brought some poems, um, and I was the only person who brought poems, um, and because everybody else was proper actors and they're they were so good. Everyone was so good and so welcoming. I really hammed up my performance, like I was like arms everywhere. <laughs> um, but they were lovely, um, and I was the only person reading off a card. And everybody else, they again proper actors with proper scripts. They've really rehearsed their stuff, and I was yeah. flouncing in, not knowing what I was doing. But they made me feel so welcome. I did go back and did part of my show with them, um, but then my second open mic was verbose. Yeah. And did you,
3: had
1: you been to one as like an audience member or <laughs> no, you just literally went yeah. as a performer?
2: Yeah, yeah my cool, whole strategy cool. was naivety. <laughs> 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 um, and and it's, quite, it's quite a nice strategy because you're not overthinking anything and you're not thinking about what other people do or yeah. how they do it. You just like go in and you're like, let's see how this goes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, my first one was like that. To be fair, I never went to one like as to watch before, and I don't know if I'd have got up if I did. I probably would have been too like scared because I went to Same for my first one, say. and oh, everyone. I mean, that was a crazy first one yeah. to go to, but I didn't know that. He's the first one. Just mental, yeah. Just their <laughs> yeah, I did a bit, but I still went, and my second one was Verbose, and yeah. you were the headliner. Oh right. I was at my second ever, <laughs> ever poetry yeah. open mic. I well. being there.
3: Um,
1: and I'd been following you all online and seeing like what you were up to and stuff. And I thought, oh, i will just going to do it. Um, but yeah, if I have just gone to saying <laughs> watching, I don't think I'd have gone to another no, one. you would I wouldn't have. <laughs> so for, for starters, it was crazy and it's a bit of a crazy vibe, isn't it? But, we, but that's fine. Um, but it was more of like everyone was just, did, knew the stuff. Yes. Yeah. And I got up there like with my phone holding up to the Mac stand and I was shaking and I was, and it was, it was, it was insane. <laughs> but I'm glad I did it like yeah. that, yeah, because just ripped the uh, band aid off. And, yeah, yeah, I
2: still feel like even when you're in the rooms where people are, the majority of people are doing it off, off book, isn't it? Um, most people are willing you on and being on your side how whatever style you're doing it and there's only you know. yeah
1: yeah 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 i don't think i don't feel like i've ever been judged for doing mm-hmm. that like i know people I know, i've heard i've heard people say that you know it's frowned upon Who's frowning? I don't care, but He's
3: frowning?
1: He's frowning.
2: Um... Nice.
1: Yeah, cheer, <laughs> up. cheer up, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <a> nice poem. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I don't yeah. feel like I've ever been judged for that. But the thing with me is I've got I've got really good long-term memory. Like, I still remember my grandma's house from back in Portugal from 1996. But I can't... My short-term memory is really, really crap, so I struggle to, like, learn my poems. I've learned a few... Like, I don't even like Sardines. That one, I know that by out now because I've performed it so much. Yeah. But, yeah, I do struggle to... I yeah. still I still read, perform off book or off phone when I go uh, on, off, reading off yeah. of it. Uh, I do yeah, 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 off, off book. No, but yeah. It, yeah. No, yeah, but it's yeah. double F in it, so it's off, you know. <laughs> yeah. off the book. Um. But, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, I convinced
2: myself I couldn't learn anything because, again... I'm yeah, I my, think we've we'll about this before. I'm in yeah. my mid-40s. I do get brain fog from time to time. <laughs> I can't remember where I put my glasses and things like that. So I'm like, oh, I won't be able to learn it at no point. And then um, I started to get invited to do more and more stuff. I was like, and I wanted to do another show. Um, so, I, yeah, I forced myself and I realised, oh, yeah, I just hadn't tried. <laughs> what, what, what
0: does trying look like for you? Like, like do you, you, you yeah, you walk around the house reciting it to yourself. How, how are you doing?
2: Yeah, so the first... The first, t- the first time I was doing it, it was that. It was uh, having it on paper or on my phone or anything and then doing it bit by bit and then trying to get further through it with, without looking at it and then being confident enough to keep it away from my hands at all and just trying. Um, then um, Peggy Murphy, she told me about the um, Line Learner app and I listened and I could record myself <laughs> and then listen back on my way in and out of work um, on, a, on a commute and then eventually I would they would go in and then I'd start just talking to myself in my car being um, my poems and then that's how they've started to go in but it's been a journey to work out how to do it for the, but for my whole show it's basically me pacing around my own lounge <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> you, have you like, actively tried to learn stuff? Or did you just come through
1: that like, oh, photos? No, I have actually, I, yeah. I have actively tried to learn stuff. I remember I was invited to do um, Girls Night Out oh, no. with Girl Gang Manchester last year uh, at the Oldham Coliseum, sad. Um, but it's not there anymore. I <laughs> or it's closed, it's, I yeah. think it's still there, but yeah. Um, and because that was a paid gig, I felt like I had to. All my stuff, but but also I wrote all new stuff for it because I had oh, a theme, wow. yeah, yeah. you know, girls' night was the theme, yeah. night out. Um, but yeah, I really I actively tried and and I learned most of them. I, I had a book, but I was able to put it down on the floor in the stage for most of the performance. Um, and I tried to learn. And again, that's very similar, like you're just walking around or having a piece of paper there or Giving the piece of paper tonight and me reciting it to her, and she's giving me the yeah or no, <laughs> that's not the word, that's not the line. Um, but yeah, I've, I have actually tried to, to read them, and but then some of them, like the the I, I come from poem, like I've read that so many times, I've not tried to
2: learn that, it's just yeah. you know, yeah. like yeah, some of them, yeah, 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 have happened like that for me as well, yeah, Doritos being yeah. the main one,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah so um, let's talk a bit about the poetry, the community poetry officer because oh. I find I feel like that's like such a good thing. So tell us about what how,
2: why you started it. Yeah, so when I first started doing this I, I I really did like the sense of community that it brought me that I hadn't had um, in any other form before. Um, and then I started seeing little opportunities on either Instagram or Twitter. Um, and I'd share them with people, like via DM. I'd go, like BBC Upload. Go, you should send your thing into that. Or, or have you seen this? Mm. I'd, I'd specifically, or I'd see people ask questions in stories or on Twitter, and I'd reply to them. Um, and then one day, um, Cookie Love, sh- uh, they had a story and I'm um, uh, where can I do poems in Manchester and I, I sent them a list and then that was the end of it and I could see them going out and doing their thing uh, and when I was at Switchblade one night <laughs> <laughs> they said that they'd been giving that list to other people and then that was a ripple effect that was going around other, other people I was like oh my god wow because they're incredible on their own and then you're like other people are now getting the benefit of that one little message that meant a lot to them. And so I thought, well, instead of just doing it as like individual DMs to people, let's make everything I find online when I'm... <laughs> you're spending way too much time on my phone let's make it useful let's pretend i'm making the best use of my time online and i'm just sharing that a bit more with um anybody who happens to follow that page i'll put it in my stories collect it in a little highlight and then on twitter all i literally do is just is retweet after retweet of event or uh, submission opportunity for poetry um and it's just there if for people to scroll through and find something that might suit them. And every so often, I'm like, oh, should I still do this? But then every so often, someone will say they've they found something or they appreciate it. I'm like, oh, I'll keep doing it because it, it does. You don't you don't always need the positive confirmation that it is doing something for people because it it, it is. People do notice. Yeah. And and it is.
1: Yeah, I know. I was just say I uh, know that I think Emily Cook has found like some paid opportunities off there, so yeah. that's like it's, it's amazing. It yeah, cool. it
0: is, and it. What where is this is a daft question? Where did the name for it come from?
2: No, it's not a daft question. So when I when I um, first started getting really serious about poetry, I, I did I did want to try to um, make it a bit of a career, uh, or at least try to make money of it. Um, and I can talk about that I- in a minute. Um, but I, c- I had um, a brand of idea of called Chief Poetry Officer, where I could be because obviously I've come from a corporate background. I could bring poetry to the corporates and sell workshops and sell, you know, your your adverts and po- you know make poetry. That's hard work. Um, <laughs> Put, and i it took the joy trying to sell stuff and like that it took the joy out of what i i, I you know i've just i, I just emotionally told you but I've, I've just found it why give that joy and the freedom and the you know the release it's giving me to try and chase down more work <laughs> Lisa, <Yeah>. learn <laughs> um so in so then when I, I kind of at the same time as me realizing i don't want to do chase it in that way yeah Uh, it didn't feel good um and it was taking away the joy that I just found um I decided and it was kind of around the same time as that interaction with cookie um of just rebranding that page that I'd had instead of saying chief it said community and said I've and I just rebranded it and then that's that's where it came from I love
3: that. I love that lovely. too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm really yeah. glad I asked. I had
1: no yeah,
2: idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, neither did I. I, I noticed the change. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In fact, I'm actually I'm actually surprised that, uh, that that page only was only was only born after the interaction with Cookie because I, I feel like I remember that page as long as I remember you,
0: but obviously not. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, um yeah, not, but yeah, that's I remember the change and that's a so lovely
0: I, See I subconsciously remember the change. You've, man, you've mandala affected me because I thought the whole time it was both. Yeah. I thought it was chief community poetry officer.
1: Yeah. Oh, right, you know yeah. yeah. You know, no, I remember it changing from chief to community. I remember
2: yeah. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the chief came from, like, a somebody who I knew is big into, like, you know, they, their job is PR and marketing, and mm. they thought that'd be good because you could mix your two worlds together that's what you should do. And it, it it sounded good. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, trying to sell it in that way, it was a, not for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah i was already sharing these things in like dms and then that could get <laughs> and then you don't want anyone to go well you didn't tell me about it yeah yeah oh, yeah yeah because yeah, it yeah. it's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure
1: then like oh can i tell everybody about this like oh, yeah. i choosing picking and choosing yeah, 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 yeah just for yeah, yeah.
2: addicts just what the algorithm shows me yeah exactly so if i happen to be online it's there. It's that i'm not picking or choosing it's just that it's a lot
0: of effort though because it's it is branded, it is with graphics. I know the project's probably yeah. Canva or whatever, but, you know, there's still time that goes. Yeah, the there scene. is still
2: time in it. And, so, yeah, sometimes people have said, well, would I turn it into a spreadsheet? Or uh, I'm like, "Nope."
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, no, it's not. You do there, enough. You, can, yeah. you do
2: enough on that, yeah. You can, because it's there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I shall not be doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can, because it's there. You can, because those are really nice. I think it's an approach that everyone should have to say, Yeah. Which is that, I've done this. Feel free to run with it and do what you want yeah. with it. Um, but I've done this yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Sure for as
2: many different formats of lists as there <laughs> you know yeah. it can be in so many ways but yeah that's what I'm doing yeah it's, it is it
0: is really good to see him. I always appreciate it when it pops up yeah
2: and I kind of a, every so often I explain I'm doing it because it is it's something that's given me a new lease of life and by finding things online that is how I started it was basically googling things and you know searching for hashtags of poetry events and that that's how i found things so it's kind of jeff yeah, that's that's how i found my new lease of life so it's kind of giving back and maybe somebody else will get one opportunity that, that, that changes something for the better for them any
3: <laughs> no, it's,
2: just... it's, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine the fun <laughs> the fans, just had a, having a break
0: it's fine I wanted to. I'm gonna get sentimental for a second um, because when you talk about that page, right? Yeah. uh, When we talk about this idea of community poetry officer, what that actually is is just you. Do you know what I mean? It's just Lisa O'Hare.
3: Yeah. Right.
0: So there's two things. Which is one, by branding it as a third party, you don't actually have your name on it attached to it anywhere, right? Yeah. Why? Because you should have credit for it.
2: No, I I do say run by Lisa O'Hare in the little bio, and I in my own bio I say um run community poetry officer um i think that keeps it free of any favoritism or um pressure to 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 be anything other than just that plain resource um and uh, and that 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 kind of suits me if i want to promote myself i've got <laughs> got my own page and believe me and promote myself there enough uh yeah so um I, I think that that's that's why um, it, I just feel that people can't if it's if it's a, if it's a bit faceless people f- might f- it, it, they'll, they'll send me stuff and I'll share it um, and then but I, yeah I can't fully explain it um, but I, f- I feel that that's that's kind of part of my logic is it feels less pressure Um it certainly takes away any favoritism out of it even to myself um because i'm only sharing myself (laughs) if i pop up on my own algorithm i will because i'm obviously very closely connected to myself Um, (laughs) (laughs) algorithms are clever like that Uh, you may be interested in following yourself yes i am (laughs) Um, but yeah that's kind of why i think
0: yeah i think you have to even that, whatever we, whenever I put anything on, I'm like, switchblade, like, redraft. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Not like it, you've got yeah. to work for it. But I think mean, the broader point I was getting at is that people really appreciate what you do. Um, do you know that?
2: Um, sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm like, do I know it? Because um, I'm, obviously I'm promoting um, Edinburgh right now. And I'm still not... <laughs> confident in going straight into the faces of people and saying you know all those like things I've shared for you could you share one thing for me just this one time because I won't ask ever again because I just really really am proud of this show and it's my once in my lifetime opportunity to do my bucket list and then I'll go back to business as as usual I'll just be open micing and that kind of thing but um so yeah I'm still not fully confident to do that because again I don't want to feel like it's you know like like for like or it's I don't want to feel like it's I don't I don't want to feel like I'm trading um you know there's a whole thing I don't want to make any I don't want myself to feel like that I don't want other people to feel like they have to do anything for me in return so I feel like yeah that's how yeah yeah
1: I mean people should be doing it without being asked to to be honest because of how much you do for everyone else I, I well I you know just I feel, I think so as well. But I, I completely understand what you're saying. Like we live in such a weird digital age yeah. where it's like, and
2: you put your own little <laughs> yeah, like you it feels almost like, like
1: transactional. Like, yes. a, like it's yes. like for like, and I just, I hate that term. But it's, it's how it, things operate nowadays. Yeah, follow. Me and I'll yeah. follow, you.
2: follow. Oh gosh, I yeah, follow.
1: Follow for no, not that, follow. No, I only follow you. I'll yeah. follow back
2: everyone that follows me and all this <laughs> when stuff. we the first one on TikTok too, off TikTok. X. Yeah, um, yeah my, <laughs> my, yeah. my, my nieces taught me about uh, follow trains yes no yeah, they yeah, are yeah. bad ideas because your algorithm goes absolutely crazy with
1: i learned about this when i was at uni and i started like a anonymous instagram a poetry instagram it's not there anymore I've it. um but it was a i called it working class poetry i didn't want to have my face on it or my name on it it was anonymous um Oh, the amount of people that was in my DMs, like, can we add you to an engagement group? <laughs> yeah. And at first I was like, yeah, because I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. And then it was like, right, so there was rules. So oh, you gosh. send your post in. Um, you, you can only send two a day, but you send your post in here and everyone that's in the group has to go on, has to like it, has to leave at least four words in the comments, no emojis, like all these rules. No. But, but, but I was getting 400 likes on my posts. Yeah every day yeah. and then but the, it was That's so job, time consuming yeah. i would have to go on and every time someone sent a posting you'd have to go on and like and then how many variations of forward <laughs> sentences can you do i like this very much this <laughs> is very well written like things like this and it just became i had no idea and, of that
2: yeah but that it is was crazy the but, but these
1: people knew how the algorithm worked yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was like it has to be forward yeah. you can't have emojis in there you you know, it has to be this, it has to be that, like they knew exactly how to work the algorithm, but the thing is, oh. you have to save the post, you have to do this, you have to do
2: that. Oh no, I'm
1: not But the thing is, the engagement like went up. Like I had it was like a business account thing, uh, so you know, you could see how many how many accounts you reached and all right. these things. Um and but the how, engagement how it was real though. Well, it was real people that was in the group because they, they talked about it random things. To, didn't yeah, So even if you had to do it, so yeah. it was like organic, but not, yeah, but organic. not in a way because yes. it was real. But it was real people. But it wasn't. But they're not like. Yeah, and I remember yeah. oh, wow. I got I, I delete I was in like five for like a month, and it was just taking too much time anyway. I, mean, I had assignments <laughs> to do. I was at uni, right? But other than that, I remember I wrote this poem, um, and I wrote it for an assignment, and I posted it, and one of the lines. Was something along the lines of, um, it was about the moors. It was called the moors, and it, one of the last lines was something like, "She gave us a, a heart and a soul to the shadows of the trees," um, and it was basically about a girl hanging herself in the moors. Like it's it's deep, but that's what it was about. Um, and and all these people just commenting like really lovely things about it, and I was just no. like, they haven't read it. No. They they're not engaging with it, and to me that just killed it. And I was like, yeah. I don't care about the likes. I don't yeah. care about yeah. how many people are following yeah. me. Like I don't care about these things because people aren't reading the work. They're not reading the words. Like oh, this is so beautiful. Is it? It's about. It's it's quite literally about suicides. <laughs> is it beautiful? Is it like you know all these? Yeah. Things? And it just killed it for me. Yeah, it's it's a weird and that and I'm talking about four years ago. So. It's even more hanked no, up just, now. You've yeah. got,
0: you know... People have a whole... whole business made out of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, someone yeah. yeah. The, but it's not happened really. by accident.
2: Someone's no. making some money off that at yeah, some yeah. yeah. point or somewhere. Yeah, so so often, you know, you get those... Oh, DM me. Promote yeah. it on. Oh, yeah, winged, oh, the winged, worst, winged words or something. The worst. Sorry for uh, your winged words. I just, cu- I just pulled that out. It's
0: mad because, like, it's, we think we're such a small group, right, of, like, poetry. Do you know what I mean? Like, and there's all these pages dedicated to, like, this is hashtag... UK poetry or whatever yeah. and it is, you know, like, what, what if you're doing something more mainstream?
1: But people yeah. aren't reading that poetry on no, there. No, no, exactly, People yeah. are just, like, engaging yeah. with it because that page has yeah. a million followers that are probably bought and, yeah. um, uh, you know, all these things, like, people aren't actually well, engaging I, with that. That's if not where you
0: go every morning.
2: Yeah, yeah we, don't, don't, we, don't, we don't, don't go and know, read that poetry, poetry <laughs> there, do we? Like, you know. Oh, I replied to one of those um, in a comment recently. I said, does this cost money? And he said, Yes. And then, and then, but it's very reasonable. I was like, and then he sent me a DM with the, and I was like, it's not reasonable. <laughs> and I replied uh, in, in, in my own post underneath. Thank you. I've seen, no, thank you. I, I do not make money for poetry and I do not intend to invest in it in this way.
0: It's it's just just that. That, and maybe, maybe that's, that's
2: my next bio <laughs> I do not make money and I do not want to invest it like, in this um, way <laughs> like them people who've
0: got the things on the door that says like no yeah. cold callers, they need that yeah. Yeah. we yeah. got that, we got that
2: remember when we started <laughs> the doors
0: Instagram yeah, and we yeah. got
1: someone being like oh should we pr- uh, promote this for you and one of us replied being like yes please and then they sent us like a, yeah. a quote and I was like yeah. no we're, we're a CIC, <laughs> do you know what that means like we, we've got no money, we're making no money, <laughs> we
0: just <laughs> that one was so you know, it was like a top page that changed its location every now and then yeah so it was like best businesses in Bolton or something yes yes they had like 200 million followers or something, <laughs> yes, right? it's yes. way well. more people that actually live in Bolton do you know what I
1: mean? yeah.
0: really strange and, yeah. <laughs> so like, no way can this be okay it just doesn't make any sense yeah. it would not all be based here and then it was like just the most bizarre businesses wasn't it someone's doing like I don't even know, Happy Meals or something. Like, yeah, it was before. like
1: takeaways, car yeah. valeting, you yeah. had like also compu- IT stuff on there. You had all sorts. There was nothing it...
2: related to the art. No. No. I like, wonder if no. it works so, because or, and have people paid for it? It's very confusing when you get. To, I've seen those pages. Yeah, yeah it just no boggles my
0: mind. Do you think that it must work Yeah, no. It's so so easy not, easy I'm not. I'm not
2: operating hard hard. on that level on community poetry officers. Very DIY. Very DIY.
0: I'm charging five pounds or
2: something. Yeah, the, the page would be empty. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine and fair <laughs> and right. None of yeah. us are making any money. Yeah. <laughs> no, it not enough to invest.
0: Careers and yeah. to it. It sounds like it's completely backed away from.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of like forcing it, so um, going out and actively chasing down how to uh, use poetry to make money was taking away. Uh, genuinely, it's taken me a very long time <laughs> to get to a place where I'm genuinely enjoying myself and uh, in, and got a g- great release. Um, yeah, monetizing it isn't going to improve that, you know, f- physically, actively trying to yeah. chase that down. I, um, I did manage to get a, a press interview for, um, the Edinburgh Fringe. I sent out a press release to so many people, and one phoned me back. Um, and trying to explain that, you know, me going to Edinburgh isn't me trying to become famous or trying to become, um, a paid poet in any way. I'm doing this because. I really want to and it'll be fun and it's I want people to come because it I'm proud of the show and I think people will take away things that they don't expect to from the show. Um, and that will be good enough for me and anything else that happens around that will happen organically and all the organic things that have happened to me have been the best things. Anything that I've tried to chase down, they've not been, you know, they've not filled me with the same amount of excitement. Um, as something that's just happened to have happened or you' yeah. you it's made a connection with something you weren't expecting you know like we've had a painting made of one of my poems wow wow yeah, incredible.
1: Incredible. That was amazing. so, so that,
2: that you know that the, these things that I would never have expected to happen or like replying to a tweet by Reverend and the makers going yeah can I come and do a, a gig at your pop-up shop in Sheffield and him saying yes oh okay amazing. You, know, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you, you put that opportunity out there for anybody and I, th- I think that, that that kind of thing by an established artist is amazing. I don't expect anything else to happen out of that, other than me have a really good day yeah, out Yeah, and yeah a great yeah, memory yeah. Um, of of and of, you know obviously a fan for life of the Reverend and the Makers Forevermore for me. So um, yeah, it's just like all of those things. They're the they're the fun. That's and that's that's what I want.
1: More yeah, more. yeah. It's more fun. Love that. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about the still got it showcase then, because yeah. that's.
2: Yeah, that was fun. That's something you put on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was to kind of preview my Edinburgh show, um, b- which is about, you know, rediscovering creativity in my 40s. And then I thought, um, I don't want to just preview myself because it's not quite the same as these the comedians who are preview, previewing before Edinburgh. That, um, is, is a more of a natural s- state of being. That's a really well-trodden circuit of uh, comedians they do their previews all ar- around the country and then they go to edinburgh and do the show proper um i thought i'm not one of those comedians on this national circuit i'm not going to have that pull um so let's bring together a proper show around it and i brought other people who'd also started writing poetry um in their 40s and above um and yeah, they've been really fun. So I did I did them at the Fierce Bar in Northern Quarter. Um, I did one in May, and I did one in June, um, and then in, in July I didn't do one. I did one in Morecambe Fringe instead of with with just part of the the Morecambe Fringe. So that that's how that's how I've done my previews um, before going to Edinburgh to make sure that I've done it in front of real human beings. Yeah. Um, end, it's definitely in my head, and I've learned stuff from doing it again in real because I did it I did it last year. Um, at the Manchester Fringe in Camden, but I needed to do it again this year before going to Edinburgh in front of yeah. real, real people, people, not just in my lounge to myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's been really, really good fun. So I have people like Steve Mingle, Linda Dunn, um, the yeah. other yeah. Linda. Linda Downs. <laughs> Yeah, Linda Downs <laughs> as well. Yeah, and uh, Sim- Mal Bibby. Mal, Bibi? Mal Bibi, yeah. Sim- Oh, yeah, Stephen yeah. Potter Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, and Chris Husband as well um Chris is yeah, yeah so th- they were really lovely um and yeah get to see them them have a bit more of a spotlight on their stuff because they all got 20 minutes each and i got to really get to, to know their work better and them better as well so yeah it's just a lovely night yeah <laughs> lovely
3: lovely lovely <laughs> lovely.
2: yeah right we're, uh, yeah,
1: we're coming one up more. to time yeah,
0: one more. yeah go, go, go. which um i want to talk to you about the like regenerative process of the votes Yeah, yeah how it came to be like to what degree you can let us know about how you guys came to take it over how it's been since yeah. it's been four five six months yeah, now. Well, January, right. yeah. yeah so you've sort of established what your iteration of the post yeah. looks
2: like you're like doctor who aren't we it really is it, it is i love it i love it the it is.
1: i love that i love that it doesn't just die with the previous hosts yeah um because I don't know how I feel about handing that over to people because it's, it's big, right? yeah, it's like it's a yeah. it's personal and it's but I love that about both. I mean, we've given you guys a shout out every <laughs> on every <laughs> podcast episode because yeah. it's genuinely one of the, yeah. my favorite nights. But yeah, I'll talk a bit about that. Yeah, there. so
2: obviously, I, I, yeah, I started going back then and went all the way through lockdown and it kind of was one of the things that kept me going through lockdown um amongst other zooms that was a a staple that was really helpful to me and the community that i got through that really helped me through Um, and then when it came back i obviously had my headliner and And then it it just um yeah it's it's become part of who i am in terms of poetry before um adam and amy who were needing to go on and live their lives and get more, uh, you know, time for themselves to create and develop the way they want to live their lives. Um, When they approached uh, me, um, I think they approached Alicia and we approached Ilaria together to say, could we do it? Um, And I took my time thinking about it because, you know, I've got a lot to organise to make sure I can give the right time. Um, But, you know, as soon as they suggested it I was like I'd love to but I need to work out if I can um and then I thought the more I thought I thought I'll just kick myself if I don't do it I'll just kick myself and I'll be annoyed so I'm I'm making and yeah it's been great um there's a lot of pressure because it's obviously such a well-established well-loved night and we don't want to mess it up that came with the first couple um and then yeah we have started to find our feet um and in, in the way we interact with each other and we we try to keep it as relaxed as we can basically and let let the people who are there they're the ones that make the night not not us because and there's always a good balance of different people and that where they are in the career it's always a new face uh we seem to have new faces in the audience every time as well which is lovely um it's just it's just so well done with we're, we we're, we're, yeah we're 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 very aware we we're caretakers of a precious thing we don't want to break um but yeah we've absolutely loved it absolutely loved yeah it, it,
0: um, it, it does feel different now and i i i don't really know how you can quantify that yeah but i've been to seven four different renditions of jesus christ four different renditions <laughs> yeah. of the vows and they always do feel different yeah in the I think your personality seep into what it is. Yeah. Without it being about you, yeah. that's, that's not what I mean. But just in the feel of a place, it's, it's funny. It's like you can have two bars that serve the same pints but feel different, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I find that interesting because but I, I, the only one I went to, obviously, other than yourselves, was Adam and Amy. But, yeah. but I find interesting you say that because I feel like nothing's changed. As mm. in, like, I've been a few times with you guys and I just feel like it's, it's just still verbose mm. it's just got different people up there but it it, it doesn't feel like odd yeah. you know it feels no, just a, like not odd no not, not odd, odd yeah. but you know yeah. it just it feels like it was always like that mm. <laughs> it's, mm. if that makes sense yeah, yeah it feels like you kind of you you yeah, were always up there yeah, but like, I mean you and Ilary, I've seen you guys up on that stage as performers a, lo- a lot of times <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, so and even Alicia I think the first time I saw Alicia if it wasn't altering them it was verbose yeah um so maybe it feels natural for that reason. Yeah. Did
0: you know
3: the
1: other two well before? Elysia and Alaria. Yeah. Uh, Elysian,
2: yeah. Um, not, not hugely, kind of, again, mainly developed more online through lockdown. Um, and I've met uh, both of them outside of uh, spoken word evenings. I've met them both for coffee and you know, lunch and stuff. Um, but yeah, we definitely got closer because of the Bose. Um, I did a lot more online stuff with Alaria during um, lockdown. Uh, we, we did another night called Herd, which was just storytelling, true storytelling. Incredible. Very funny. It was her and Steve Mingle um, and me were always on it, and then another guy called Kev um, and a guy um, from down south and then all these people from like America dialing in, it was it was really good and um, so I kind of felt that I knew Ilaria a bit better because I'd heard all these true stories like and she'd heard a lot of my true stories so that that, that felt um, yeah, good to me, so yeah it felt like a friendship was forged in that time with her and Steve Bingle um, but yeah now I know Alicia better as well, so yeah Oh they're both good eggs aren't they yeah. I
1: love Ilaria um and we all watched the show on sunday which was fantastic so yeah good. beautiful yeah so brilliant she definitely needs to take that to edinburgh I'd say next year yeah. um right yeah we need to wrap up so i just before we actually ask the big question i just want to talk a bit a little bit about editing because mm-hmm. i'm a big editor yeah we're on the redraft podcast you did this show last year you mentioned that different fringe camden you yeah, did yes. it at sea arts for us as yes. well up in Clitheroe. um so how have you found the process of, have you edited, edited it much for Edinburgh and how has that process been?
2: Yeah. So when I started to write the show, it I, I thought I was going to use more poems that I'd already written. Okay. Save myself a job. Uh, no. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't flow well. It didn't flow well. Um, and it, it turned into the story of, you know, loving poetry as a, a and reading as a child so losing it a little bit in the middle with a levels and then definitely losing it and then coming back to it um and i found all of these little stories that I'd always told throughout my life and built poems around them um including that guy we talked about earlier yeah um so and they, they didn't come out first time. Every time I went back, I was like, oh, that's that's feels for." So th- there was lots of editing of the the, the script, particularly the storytelling parts. Um, they took a lot of editing to make them feel uh, warm and natural and not too stagey because it had to be me. I had to feel comfortable doing everything in that bit. Um, and then since performing it, I learned a little bit more about performing a show compared to performing poetry at poetry nights because uh, again when I was pacing around my room my um, lounge learning it for the first time before I did it for the very first time um kind of between each poem I just I was mentally leaving a, a spot for maybe a click or a clap but that isn't what people expect in a show and I was like oh that threw me the first after the first poem I was like no I just gotta go, keep going straight in no breath keep going so I've learned how to perform it a lot better um I've learned how to be a bit, b- bit more natural with it, and I've also I've, I've put in a few more poems, uh, particularly towards the end of the show, uh, that tell a little bit more about how I've got from the epiphany to ending up in Edinburgh, basically. Yeah. So yeah.
1: As as in general, are you a big editor? Do you edit when? Do you find that you write a poem and you're like, okay, that's ready. I'll I'll maybe post a video of it on tiktok or instagram or do you go back
2: different i've got lots of different ones so if if the ones that i'm particularly if they're reactive to something or they're just on my mind um i'm i'm not spending ages editing them i will they they don't go out in first draft but i think oh that that that'll do i'm happy with that it says the message you know i it's i know it's not one i'm gonna send off to a magazine magazine. or whatever. so i'm like well that because it doesn't work for that kind of environment, but it works well for me telling a li- nice little story or getting a little laugh. Um, I'll, I'll, I won't spend ages doing that. I'll probably spend more time, if it's particularly if I'm videoing myself doing it, that editing process. <laughs> you know, the amount of times I'll just miss misspeak a word or right did, at the yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. Right oh god, I'm end. the same. Yeah. 10, 15
0: yeah, yeah, takes yeah. of the same video. <laughs> yeah.
2: So that th- there's a lot more going to, into what looks like a oh that's a nice. You know, but I love that you're quite honest about that video. online
1: <laughs> because you, I remember the one with your niece walking in and you're like, "It's so great."
2: But it's great that you, yeah. you put
1: it out there because it's it's the truth. Oh. It's, it's a lot of the times it happens to us like your dog your dog might bark while you're trying to read the line, yeah. or you know, oh. my nephew might walk in while i yeah you know, she
2: came in absolutely ripping me to shreds. It was funny. Going, I love that. La, 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 la. Yeah, mimicking yeah. me. <laughs> uh, puts me in my place. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, but if it's a, a poem that I think I want to send to a magazine, I'll, I will spend more time and making sure it's right. Um, and there's loads of poems like that that are, you know, sat in my drafts, so they're ready for the right thing to, to send them to. Um, yeah, so I've got a mix of approaches. It just depends on the, the actual it's what poem it's and why yeah. I'm doing it. If I'm doing it for a, a big emotional reason... That'll probably stay in my drafts and I'll spend longer over it. But if it's just a, a quick, cheap reaction type thing, well, not cheap, but just a quick reaction thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I won't spend ages.
1: Like Party Game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which came up, which, which, uh, with the video, the video's being released recently. You, yeah, yeah. you, you posted it again, yeah. Yeah. Great. It's, it, it's great, but it's annoying. It's annoying that it's still relevant yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Well, that, segues perfectly into the big question i'm gonna let you ask it mate because i feel like i have to ask myself through the whole episode so yeah i'm gonna hand over to will for the big redraft question
0: you know what's coming i'm going <laughs> phrase it for the audience because it might be their first time so on the redraft podcast we like to ask every guest that we have about the one thing that if they had a little poetry time machine or writing uh time traveling device <laughs> they could agree you know, with their pet they could go back and change one thing in their career in their writing lifetime what would it be
2: i should be better prepared because i listen to the podcast all the time shouldn't i um so it's harder to, <laughs> it, it, it is it is harder i have thought about different things um and i do have a line in in one of my poems that i've, I've put into the show that is um I'm, I'm glad that I found it now, and I don't know how I got this far without. Um, so it probably is just the act of finding this, release the joy, the fun, uh, and the community that I've got from it. If I could somehow have got there a bit quicker, that without would be changing things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I probably would have changed some stuff. Um, I don't think I'm gonna go on my deathbed going, "Oh, that spreadsheet was good." <laughs> 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 no 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 remember that no no so these these things that i'm doing now even though they're, they're not they're not going to put any amount of food on my table um they help me live a better life um so my life's more balanced i've got I, you know I've, I've got work and i've got a life instead of just one thing so it's that, it's that, that I really wish I'd got to quicker because people were telling me, you don't need to do this, you don't need to work this hard, Lisa. Um, but you have to get to all good lessons. You've got to get there in your own good time, in your own terms. And that's how long it took me. Um, but yeah, so that that's kind of what I would do. I don't know how, but yeah, th- th- I'm having a lot of fun now and I could have had more. That's and then have
1: more fun. Yes, have more yes. fun <laughs> earlier in your life. As early as you possibly yes. can. Straight oh, yeah, away. Never stop. It could be quite exhausting. Yeah. But it's good, yeah. But it's good. A good
2: type That's of absolutely. exhausting. <laughs> Lisa, thank you so much for coming yes. and sharing your wisdom with us. It's
3: been a beautiful
1: hour. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for giving us your time and uh, sitting down with us. It's been amazing. Yeah. Lovely. That was a great chat. Uh, I find it. I find the story so inspiring. Uh, you know, for ages I thought I got into it too late, and I was 27, which is not late at all. It's just a little bit delayed. But you know, it's just inspiring to see that someone who is like stuck in this like corporate world for years and works so much. Like I, I, I worked a lot in my younger years, and I can appreciate that. But I can, It's a completely different like environment. Like the corporate world, I can't imagine sat in an office
0: for. That long. Do you know what amazes me about it? Is that Lisa's bare, bold face, like, do not give a fuck attitude, because she just puts it all on TikTok, yes. on Twitter, on yeah. Instagram. Like, it's not like it's just, oh, I've here's some page poetry that I've written, yep. it's like, here's bold my face, face. Yep. here's a poem yep. about Brian yep. Reynolds. Fuck you. And I love it. I think it's amazing. She doesn't care what anyone thinks. I think
1: Lisa is the epitome of doing it for the love yeah. of it. Yeah. Like, really. you listen. If you listen to the interview, you'll agree, um, you know, when she said about chasing the money for it and all these things. She's the epitome of doing it for the love of it because she writes it and she puts it out there and she's not really bothered. And, and, no. and I've stopped myself posting stuff out of fear for what people will think. Yeah. Is, it, is it edited enough? Is it... Relevant is enough? Is it I, 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 you know, like too much of I, I, I? Am I talking about myself too much? All these things. And stop myself sharing a probably readable poem (laughs) that is that would be quite good, I would say, you know. But I admire her for it. Yeah, she's ballsy. She is really ballsy. I love that.
0: Yeah, we love we love. And
1: I love the chat. And she's been very kind. She's driven all the way to Bolton after work and sat down with us. She's so generous. That's why I said that question. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate you all. Yeah, it's just amazing. Exactly. If you two love Lisa, then go and tell her. <laughs> Send her in the DM. Yeah. Share a show. Share, the, share everything that she does, because she does everything for this community, and we really do appreciate
0: her for it. 100%. Right. We Have will... we got
1: anything to plug other than the pod tomorrow? We've got Nata coming up. Yes. No. We'd... Well,
0: we've got both. We've got Switchblade. Yes. Yeah, Switchblade first. Sunday the 20th of... August. Oh, that's late. No, it's not. It's the third Sunday of the month. Okay, it's just, enough, it's we're enough. always the, the third, third Sunday, Sunday, so sometimes... I feel easier. like the last ones
1: are like 16, 13, yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's weeks with five... Oh, this is really boring, no one needs When it's a five-week month, it feels like it's a bit earlier uh, than when it's a four-week Yeah, week yeah, month. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough, we can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave it in. It's this I'm sorry, I don't know what's going on. It's a very chaotic intro and outro today. Yes, but you
1: have got a fantastic Switch coming up. Yes. Who have you got a headline
0: in? We've got the amazing Jack Cloverdale headlining, uh, along with... Uh, veritable uh, smalls board of open micers who are competing for a space to join our headliner of headliners in September uh, where they'll be joining everybody who's headlined it since last September in a big showcase special event including yourself uh, including me yeah, we can't wait for that. So it's. Uh, I'm it's already rooting for
1: someone on the lineup. I'm not going to say. Oh, I'm not going to say you? who. But I think everybody knows give, this place. Come so. down and give them your vote <laughs> then. Don't yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I've not been for it for ages. I'll, I'll make sure I'm down for
0: this. One. Amazing stuff. Um,
1: yeah, and then we'll have that at the end of the month. I will tell you about that next week. Yeah, We've got another exciting thing coming up, but I will tell you about that next week because that's not till September. So, Ooh. Come back next week to listen to all the exciting news. (laughs) For now, (laughs)
3: see you in a bit. Goodbye. I love it.